to another episode of the Performance Group Podcast. Um, in this series, we're doing another Mike and Eve, and it turns out that this microphone's not even plugged in. We're actually using this one, um, the three of us. I just knew I'd feel a lot more comfortable doing the beginning if I had my own control. You look control. cool. Isn't that it's, it's all about control. Um, so today, it's not like a normal Mike and Eve. We actually have Mike, Eve, and um, Heather, Heather Upton. We've done a prior podcast with Heather. But today we're going to do a quick Q&A with her kind of on the current real estate market so we can ask some questions and expand on conversations that obviously the market's a little bit different than it would be in a normal uh, non-2020 COVID year. So based off the current market, what can you just like flat out, people are looking at the markets going up. Is this the spring and the fall or what's going on? Yeah, well... It feels that way. Um, every day is different. You know, circumstances are different. We are in a very, very strong seller's market. Um, I think one of your questions you're going to ask me about is interest rates yeah. and how that ties into the market. We're at historic low mortgage rates. We're at historic low housing inventory. Yeah. So we have way more buyers in the market and the least amount of inventory to choose from. So it's driving up prices. Um, multiple offers, a lot of sad buyers because they're missing out on opportunities. Um, yeah. So yeah, sellers are in the driving seat right now. So so the question always comes up, where are these people coming from? Where Who are the buyers? Is it the millennials who are finally moving out of mom and dad's basements or are we... So buyers, real estate, real estate is triggered by life events most of the time. So it could be death. Divorce, marriage, empty nesters, soon to be empty nesters, um, job promotions, relocations, like that's going to happen no matter what, if we're in a buyer's or seller's market, no matter what interest rates are, people are going to have to make moves. So there's no one demographic right now that's, I mean, yeah, we have first time home buyers. We have a lot of them. We have people retiring and moving to Florida. We have people still buying investment properties. So, I mean, it's just... Do you see the six lane of 69 helping Madison County because the access just became easier to get to, let's say, Marion County work, right? Hamilton County work? I think over the last probably six years, there has been more of an influx from the other counties, surrounding counties from the south going north because the affordability of housing um, with as crazy and fast-paced life as people want Mayberry. Yeah. They want small town. They want to slow things down, and that's what attracts them to Pendleton. And I mean, I used to live in Fishers at 116th and Brooks School, and my office was 116th and 69th. It took me more time to get out of my neighborhood during morning traffic and two miles to my office versus Pendleton to the same office. Right. So the commute is super, super easy for anyone going south anymore. You know, it's just when you look at good it. Good school systems. Good school systems. Hometown feel. Mm-hmm. People, you know, and going back even 10 years ago, it was everyone wanted to move to the country. You know, give me a couple acres. I want to, and now everyone wants to live in town. They yep. want to be able to walk to the restaurants and bars and the parades and, you know, the be laundry a, mat. Yeah, the lunch. <laughs> Carrying their laundry baskets yeah, exactly. with them. <laughs> so, speaking of that, commercial real estate, what's it doing? Oh. 
I don't do commercial. I have a couple agents that do commercial. Um, what I am seeing just when I am, not specifically here, but Anderson or other parts of Indianapolis, is a lot of our lease signs going up because what happened with COVID? They sent everyone home to work. And guess what? Now we don't need this 10,000 square foot workspace. We just save however many thousands and thousands of dollars. So I think commercial is really going to be hit hard. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting. What are the drivers for commercial? Like life events are for home buyers. I mean, I think that would be more for up-and-coming businesses that need office space or, you know, companies moving to Indiana because we are very affordable and lots of incentives. Yeah, we do course. have retail, um, and again, some I'm seeing those closing all the time. I drove by something the other day, and I was like, I had no idea that was closed. And now their big building is available for rent. So I think COVID is definitely going to hit commercial a lot harder. Yeah, yeah and especially if we have another complete shutdown. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll put the death nail in half of them that are still Absolutely. There. Sad but true. Yeah. Um, so right now, if you look at Madison County, you and I had a discussion not too long ago. Five years ago, you had a thousand on the market per month. Now oh. it's oh, hundred maybe. Really? You know, and a lot of those are six thousand dollar homes, ten thousand dollar homes. You know, need to be demolished. Yeah, if you're on the if you're if you're on the market more than I'm going to be generous and say a week you usually have a price issue. Okay. You know, sellers have this, they're seeing everyone capitalize on this equity, which is great, but you, there's only, a, there's a ceiling, right. you know? So some sellers want to be super, super, super aggressive and throw this crazy price tag on the real estate. And if it's still sitting there, usually after a week, it's usually a price, a pricing issue, so. Are the comps catching up? Slowly but surely. Okay. We are battling, um, especially the last couple months, appraisal issues because you know, the demand is here and they're paying this and it still hasn't completely caught up yet. And and especially in a Madison County that was so hard hit. One of the, if not the hardest hit county during the recession. Right. Because face it, Madison County had been in a recession for 20 years because GM left. Left. So All it had been in a recession way jobs. before the recession. Right. That was the first wave of recessions we had. Yeah. So yeah, it started kind of declining like you said 20 years ago and you know now i think we're also one of the fastest rebounding counties i mean pendleton not to be you know prejudiced but you know my husband calls it the mecca of madison county the last saving grace and i hate to say that yeah, i would but, say between because the school system yeah. there's access i mean between 36 yeah. 67 9 i mean we have more all access than lead to pendleton yeah, yeah all roads lead to pendleton exactly so, you know, um, we've been blessed, I think, here even just overall, you know, our sales and, um, but Anderson, you know, prices in Anderson and, and people old school from 20 years ago are like, well, I'm not paying, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, comp support it and it's going to sell. So if you don't want to buy it, the next guy that's right. waiting in the driveway to show it will probably sell it. So, you know, educating our consumers right now is super super important and we've been driving that home so hard with our team because we know what we know but yeah. we don't know what they know or don't know well and for many people who've lived in madison county their whole lives 
they it's hard to wrap your head around. Twenty years ago, we're in a recession. You could buy anything for a hundred and twenty thousand bucks. And it was and nice. Yeah, and now it's three hundred thousand. You're like, well, I'm not paying that. Okay, we'll go live in Delaware County. Yeah, yeah. You can't get everything. And when we sat down, especially with the buyer, you know, we we go over that wish list, and then we say, this we're gonna have to change something because this doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in your price range, or it doesn't exist in your location, and making sure that they understand that what they truly, truly want at a price they want, location they want, you're probably not going to get. Right. So that then that leads to the new construction opportunities mm-hmm. that we have in Pendleton. So I've heard upwards of around 1,100 new houses coming in. Given that opportunity, how quickly do you expect that supply to be depleted? Right now, and I just read an article about this the other day, New home construction is great, but it is not for the entry level buyer right now. Right. You just they can't, you know, entry level is about two fifty here to get decent, you yeah. know, not even bells and whistles. And so those, you know, first time home buyers are relying on existing homes and they're the ones getting beat out on multiple sure. offers. But, you know, the price points that the neighborhoods are that are coming to Pendleton are price points that we need that we have a lot of buyers in that are not finding existing homes. So, yeah, they both just, I mean, I'm thinking of um, the falls, and I'm thinking of, is it Karen? Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Yeah, I passed it. Kerrigan Glenn. Yeah, that's it. I was going to say Kerrington. I knew that wasn't it. Um, You know, both are selling lots. I know the falls has sold quite a few. It's a smaller, but has a lot, the lots are a lot bigger than... Carrie Glenn. Yeah. So, you know, and I and I think people's perception of new construction has changed over the years. I mean, we did see CP Morgan come in out at Summer Lake and build a crap product, and you know, um, this is definitely a few steps up. And and that's a conversation we're having with in our consultations is have you considered new construction? Because what you want, we might not find. Yeah. And you can go pick what you want, and be in the price you want. So. I mean, it's. I think it's going to take a little while to sure. sell up eleven hundred lots. That and depending upon material prices over the next I know. twelve months. I know. I haven't seen the latest. Uh, we usually get um, their pricing sheets, and sure. I haven't seen a new one come across. So I don't know how much they've changed yet, but I know they will. Sure. And then that's going to just push yeah, even further on, away from passed on to mm-hmm. the. To the buyer, um, as you think about interest rates mm-hmm. over the next thirty-six months, Jay Powell's pretty much said that he's not going to do much with interest rates. They're trying to get some inflation started right. when we're looking at a deflationary environment. So clearly, interest rates drive home prices. Yeah. I wouldn't even say values, yeah. but home prices, right? Because the American gonna, way is yeah. monthly payments. Yeah. What can I afford? And, you know, as the government, or I'm referring to, you know, like, FHA, USDA, VA, and all, you know, they have their guidelines, and when they need to step up, bring more people into the market, then they start decreasing those guidelines to get more people in. Now they can afford to buy, or now they can buy more of a house than they originally thought. When they need to slow that down, what do they do? They start increasing those guidelines, and... I don't know. Right now, it's just 
it's literally pure insanity. And, I, and I'm thinking just this last week, every single listing we put on the market never even went on the market because we already had the buyer. Yeah. Like, we didn't even have to take the photography because we had the buyer. <laughs> yeah. So, our, all right, switch to, this, these are all positive things. On the negative side, foreclosures, are you seeing much on the foreclosures? Nothing different right now. I think first quarter and second quarter is going to be the telltale with forbearance and how many people can get out of that that went into it. Right. Because they're going to have to be, you know, they're going to scratch a big fat check here in probably first quarter. And if they can't, that's the next step to foreclosure. Right. So our message, we're actually drafting and talking to our, our real estate coach on, you know, being a resource for those people. And if foreclosure is on the horizon, you know, let us help you. Maybe we can do a short sale. Maybe we can, maybe we have a cash buyer. Maybe we have a buyer right now. Let's at least realize well, your equity. With, yeah, with, with prices going up, they may have equity they don't even realize. That is what I've really learned lately. Um, we sent out a letter to our database that said, would you have interest in selling your home to our client? And some people thought that was deceiving, but at the end of the day, when our team is 60 plus qualified buyers, I can guarantee you, if you say your house is for sale, I'm gonna bring you at least one buyer. Right. So we, we listed several people because they wanted to capitalize on their equity now and they're renting apartments yeah. because they don't know what first and second quarter is going to be because they have big plans for that money next year and that, that equity might not be there. Right, right. So, you know, if you can smart. make a move, if you can have a plan, it makes sense. If you're just going to have to go buy another house, it's not, it's not really worth it. You're going to have to pay premium price right now. Yeah. We've had a lot of clients come in here and say, do you know how much my house is worth? And I go, well, where are you going to go? Because if you're selling at the highest retail level, you're going to buy at the highest re retail yeah. level. Unless it's the ones that can sell now and have a plan. If they have a rental property they can stay in or a family, you know, whatever that looks like. Or if you get with mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> living in the basement, I have a guy getting ready to do that. Um, then they can, you know, they can wait it out and see what next fall, what next summer looks like. And then maybe they can buy at a much more affordable price. But there's few and far between that can pull that off right yeah, now. Yeah, I would, it, it, and many have made that mistake and said, oh, our house is worth this much. And next thing you know, we have two clients living in fifth wheels right now. And they're hoping to build. Well, that's fine if you want to live in a fifth wheel through the winter but uh, yeah I would say that don't make the mistake of saying oh look how much we can get yeah and we just sold one of the houses here in town to a girl who sold her house two years ago thought let's just go rent something for a couple months we'll find something she's on two years now in a 700 square foot rental with the kid and pets and she's losing her mind and <laughs> she was like I'll take it you know, as is, full price, I don't want anything. Just get me this house. Yeah. It was pure desperation. So as years of experience, and people always ask me about the stock market, so I'll ask you about the real estate market. Where's, when's the bubble get burst? Gosh. What are the triggers? Rising interest rates would be one. And I think if we see an influx of foreclosures next year, that's 
going to be a game changer for the industry. And I'm to the point where I'm looking for at least a balanced market. <laughs> it doesn't have to go full buyer's market, but, you know, yes, sellers, it's great. But, you know, the poor buyers right now, they just, they can't compete. And, you know, when you're getting 12, 15 offers on a property and it's going crazy above market value and, and you know, th this couple that we sold to, you know, I think they missed out on five or six houses because they just, they couldn't compete. And I want to see those people sure. realize home ownership in their lifetime. And right now it's just really... It's hard when they get all excited and they think it's the one and they think their offer is great and they get edged out. So. so so, you mentioned earlier that there's been a little bit of a shift from I want two acres in a garden to I want to live next to the park. How is rural real estate homeowners? It is not. I mean, it's it's here locally it's just as strong. You know, it doesn't matter what I put on the market right now, it's going to sell. It does not matter. You know, there are still people that want, you know, the acre and the ranch home or, you know, an older farmhouse. There's there's still definitely a market for that. There's a market for everything right now. <laughs> well, and, and but that also, I, I go back to, no different than farm ground. When corn prices are up, more money coming in, they, corn or land values, ag values go up. Right now, we're seeing a pullback in that because corn prices aren't overly uh, good. So it'll be interesting to see what interest rates do over the next 36 months, because that obviously is going to directly impact people's abilities. Absolutely. Um, going to inner city, clearly the world has been, in the last seven, eight months, ridiculous, and downtown Indy hasn't been this dangerous since the 70s. Um, are you seeing an exit from I want to live downtown Indy to give me some rural America? Personally, no. I haven't had anyone specifically leaving those big cities and wanting um, the ones coming in just not necessarily feel threatened or unsafe. It's just more they want the lifestyle of Maybe. I want to walk to my kids to school mm -hmm. and they can ride their bike and all, you know, that whole. Okay. Yeah. What other questions do you? Um, we well, you pretty much we asked probably everything. Them all. You, you, never, you never even looked at the list, and you asked almost every single question. He did. Um, yeah. So the only question that's actually on here that he didn't ask was one: Do you feel like you specialize in buyers or sellers? But it's pretty much a um, like you said before, a sellers market. Who's coming to you more, buyers or sellers, in this market? Actually, when I just I glanced at our numbers for. Was it last month or year today? I think it was year today. Like we've closed eighty-six sellers and sixty-eight buyers. We're almost at fifty-fifty yeah. um, split between buyers and sellers. So yeah. you know we do both, obviously. Um, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say that you've had to change your marketing approach, or at this point the market's selling itself, or you guys are yes and no. You know. Um, there are people that don't want to tour a home but have strong interest. So we have hired or just elaborated on our marketing. So we have a professional come in and shoot photography. Now he's also shooting an actual walkthrough video at yeah. every listing. So you can see the photos and that's great. But now you can envision 
the flow and the floor plan and where's the kitchen adjacent to the master bedroom and so that I think has helped. Um, we have had calls, you know, do you have a virtual tour? Yeah. They want to see that before they take the next step in actually scheduling a, you know, face-to-face. We've done many a Zoom consultations, which we're so used to now. It's, yeah. And it's probably going to, and it's the great. New, it's convenient. The new normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's super convenient um, and it's safe. So Zoom is, is playing a big role. Um, as far as you had kind of also asked me about, you know, staging and, what does that look like? And we're in a market where anything sells in any condition <laughs> right now. However, the approach we take is you're going to get more if yeah. it looks good and you can um, make minor repairs and updates and things like that. So we still have that conversation, you know, because most people in today's world, they don't, they can do some things, but they prefer not to, Yeah, you know, but there's also some sellers that are just like, I just, I just want to be done. Just sell it, you know, and I put a price tag on it based on, you know, some of these things that they could have improved and mm-hmm. could cost the next buyer. But again, they're selling, yeah. you know, and I see if we go to a balanced market and definitely a buyer's market, staging is going to have to really come back into play. I mean, in 2008 and nine, I did, you know, go through like a home staging four day certification course because we, you, you're competing with 30 properties, you know, and you had to look the best. So it was educating the sellers on decluttering and depersonalizing and neutralizing. And you've got to make it appealing to a broad audience and get your personality out of here, your deer heads and your doll collections and, you know, things like that. Sorry, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about your doll collection. (laughs) That's why I know you were concerned about and sometimes that's hard for the sellers to hear, you know, um, but it's part of it. And we still educate them on that. And we still have a really awesome, you know, preparing your home for the market packet on a room by room, what you should do, what it should look like, um, and make sure all that stuff's done before we send out a professional photographer. Because we want, if someone's looking, you know, we want, if there is a competitor on the market, we always want ours to look better. Yeah. Right now, there's really no competition. You might just be able to shoot a picture of the garage and still sell it. So, yeah, just listen <laughs> square footage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Location, square footage, price, sold. Yeah. Um, so, what would you recommend? Because it is going into pretty much winter. Most people don't list in winter or they wait until that spring market. What would you say to somebody who's kind of on the fence of whether they're buying or selling and they're thinking about waiting till? next spring so my conversations literally right now are if you can sell and you don't have to buy sell 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 all day long because i don't know what values are going to be next year some have to also buy and then you have to be very strategic because chances of getting a contingent offer accepted are lower than someone showing up and being non-contingent um so it's it's the strategy has to be um very thought out so literally what we do when we meet a buyer who has a home to sell we go in and and prepare them to prepare their home let's get it ready because the minute you find the house we need to flip that switch and make your listing live so then we also go through that buyer strategy meeting well what do you want where do you want to be tell me about your and we go to try to find them a home that's not on the market because that seller is going to be more flexible with working with someone that has a seller house because they're probably, they weren't 
maybe necessarily going to be in the market. But when we said, hey, we have a buyer, they're looking in your neighborhood, have you thought about selling? They might raise their hand, we consult with them on what market value is. They say, yeah, that's okay, let's do it. Okay, well, this person needs to sell their home, would you? And it gives them a little breathing time too, because everything is moving so fast. But if they know that person has to sell their house, then it gives them time to get their ducks in a row. So we have to work harder for those people who have to sell their house and almost find them something that is not actively listed. And we do it every day, so. Sending out mail? Call we them? call. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I we sit down as a group, bring your A buyers, your hot buyers. I need to know general location or school system, maybe their favorite neighborhood. Some people say, you know, oh, I want Pendle Hill or Fiddler's Green. Well, that's easy. Um, maybe it's a town, maybe it's a side of Anderson, you know, I can, I have the software where I can draw literally a map and extract the homes that fit their criteria, upload the call list and we call. Yeah. And they may not be, and the greatest thing is they may not be ready right that moment, but they, you know, well, you know what, next year when I retire, I'm going to sell. Well, guess what? Hopefully we're going to be the realtor choice when the, the time comes because we're going to stay in contact with them. Yeah. So it beefs up our pipeline, but also finds opportunities for our buyers that have to sell their homes first. Well, good. What, um, as as you're thinking about attracting new talent, the realtors, um, is that is it geographic? In other words, we've got plenty in Pendleton, so now I'm looking for somebody in Lapel or Perkinsville or where where are you attracting talent? That's a good question. We have, right now, our core group is Pendleton or Anderson, Madison County, because we were all born and raised here and this is where our roots are and we get a lot of business, referral business. However, we just recruited um, a Muncie agent who is now working the Muncie market because we get a lot of leads for Muncie, but I don't really know Muncie that Right, right. And I would always just hand it off to a Muncie, an agent in Muncie, and get a referral fee. Well, now I have someone that knows Muncie, and that's where they grew up, and that's where they live. Um, We have another one that just came in from Lawrence, so their focus is going to be the Lawrence area. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we're open. If I can find a rock star, I don't care where they're at. Right. You know, it's finding a good fit for our team, finding someone that fits the culture, and we can find business for them, wherever it might be. So, but I have learned over the years, there needs to be a process. You don't just hire anyone that, you know, has a license and you think they're motivated and want to make money. No. There is that get up, <laughs> dress up, and show up thing. And do the activities. And that four-letter four dirty word, work. Yeah, yeah. right. So, so we've, we've learned to weed them out better and be very picky on who we get, who we bring into our world. I mean, we invest a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of training to make these people successful. And um, they have to want it and they have to show up. Sure. Um, Next hot market, and then I think we'll be done. Cool. Where's the next? Pendleton, Madison County. I heard uh, a friend of mine owns rentals in Newcastle. He sold three in one day in Newcastle. And I was like, Henry County's kind of blown up. I grew up in Henry County, so that, that like, really surprises me. Caddis. 
Oh, <laughs> Lord. Are there any, yeah, there's like five houses or whatever. And Cass. three police officers. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cass. That's right. That was always the joke. Like, lit, you, I mean, you were going to get caught if you were speeding on 38 through Caddis. But 31. They'll pull you over at 31 miles. Yeah. yeah. One, just one over. Um, yeah, I don't know. Newcastle, that, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but a little bit it does. Um, who was I talking to? Oh, some random person. I don't know. But they moved from Westfield. They wanted small town to Middletown. There you go. Didn't know a soul. And drive their daughter to Chrysler High in Newcastle because of their soccer program. So, yeah. And you're looking at her like. I'm like, that's what I kept, you know what I kept saying? I kept going, do you like living in Middletown? She's like, oh, we love it. And I go, you do? Because I cannot wait to get out of there. I was a Delville kid. We went to Middletown occasionally. Yes. Yeah. So. You rednecks from Delville over yeah. there. Yeah. Went over there to fight. Yeah. That ended up that way. We didn't go there before that. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, it's an interesting market to watch. I, I was in a, a small town called Kennard. Yeah. Of all places. It's a really cool pizza place. It's a cute little town. You know, if you're just randomly driving around in. in I'll say between here, Newcastle, even um, uh, Richmond, and Surrey, and Wilkinson, yeah, there's some and cool all those little, little spots. Mm-hmm. Well, with remote working, it's kind of expanded the it. scope of wherever the heck you want to live. Right. Yeah. All you need is a good internet connection, and you can live anywhere. We, and, we just hired so an agent. East of yeah. <laughs> Frontier's not much there. <laughs> that's right. That's horrible out there. Yeah, I think, you know, when COVID obviously impacted a lot of lives and people became more simple and wanted that country life they, and they wanted they that. didn't want to get stuck in 700 square feet once you're stuck at home for three months straight they want to be able to stretch their legs and yeah walk so around they, town or whatever can, it you is. can buy you know if you go into one of those small communities you can get decent you know land in a decent house at a, a, a very affordable price and you can have your chickens and your goats and you know i mean i was my massage therapist down here at reflexology who's a country girl she said her and her mom were trying to buy they bought chickens off the internet do you all know this you farmers guys we didn't buy it. we go to rural king yeah okay well they were fresh out like you they, you could not buy from rural king really? everyone wanted chickens because they wanted their own eggs during covid interesting and they wanted their children to have this experience with this animal it's not much of an experience. I was a kid. We had chickens. Chickens were not so not They're so nasty. great. They're gross. Yeah. So Unless they, you like chickens. They ordered them online. Live oh. baby chicks that were like one day old. And they came in these heated little... Yeah, I see you've got to send me a picture. I am just floored by this. Those are called chicken fries. They think you're going to be right. <laughs> they think you're going to be Burger King. Yeah, Burger King. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's really forced people to rethink and if you can make a living in a hundred square foot office yeah and you can still i mean let's face it a lot of parents are trying to figure out how do i teach my kids basic math i mean so there everybody had to shift and then sean being one who was stuck in his house for literally 90 days that 
space gets real small real quick if you can't go outside and walk and do those things. So yeah, yeah, I think I I think it's an amazing time for this country because I think not only real estate, but you look at the number of people who are rethinking their values. Where do I want to be? What do I want my kids to be? That comes with where we live. Yeah, those experiences come with where you live. Yeah. So, so really, just... really, I, I think the next 36 months, I don't see interest rates rising any significant way. Uh, if anything, deflation is a really bad thing for the economy. For homeowners, it's a good thing. For people who are borrowing money, it's a good thing. Great. So money's cheap right now. Yeah. I have that discussion. If the S&P 500 dividend yield is 4% and you can borrow money at 2 and 5 eighths, why would I pay my house off? I'm making money by having my money in the market. Yeah, I so. agree. Totally agree. You, you're gonna. I got my grab. microphone out. So is it working? <laughs> well, I've got. I, it's not plugged into anything. Because you look cool. It's nice for me. It's a power thing. Um, so that being said, Heather, I'm really happy you came in. Well, thank you. Hopefully, this information is helpful to the listener. The Q and A with Mike and Eve and Heather. You hit the stop recording button. Have they come any questions to you? I said to you.